podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank the Dolphins Talk Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And it's another FinFans podcast this evening. I've got Louis Ragoni. Hello, hello, Dolphins. And Daniel Reinhardt. What up, FinFans? We've also got the Dolphin schedule, so we thought we'd talk about that and uh, see how we think they may do. Yeah, schedule has released. It has dropped. Let's go through it. All right. Well, guys, the first week is uh, in Los Angeles against the Chargers at 425 our time. Yes, sir. Are we going to beat the Chargers? Yeah, the Chargers in L.A. 425 start, huh? So we got to wait on opening day until 4 o'clock to see our Dolphins play a football game. Um, I, I think it'll be a very competitive game. I think, um, you know, as long as we stay healthy through the preseason, defense will um, will give charges some fits. You know, you the off- Fangio will have the defense uh, on all cylinders the first week. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Chargers are an interesting offense. They're kind of hit and miss, you know, and um, you know, it's not all on Herbert. I mean, there's times where he just doesn't look all that great. He's actually had some very average games against us. I think, what, we've played him twice now. And, um, you know, he wasn't overly good in either one of them. Um, You know, so, you know, when you look at that game as a whole, you know, you got to look at the other side of the football, the offense going against your defense. Um, They shut us down pretty well when we played them. And uh, that was near the end of last season. So. you know, I think both teams, to an extent, are going to have a good majority of the same football players on the field. I think that it's going to be a real competitive game. Um, but you know what? If you have to go on the road on opening day, you know, going to Las Vegas or Los Angeles or whatever the hell the Chargers Los are Angeles. right now, Los <laughs> Angeles, <laughs> um, you know, I think that. The home, you know, as far as a home crowd is concerned, it's it's not a it, it's it's not a bad one to go up against. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yes. they don't, just don't have. I don't think they have the fan base there. So if you do have to go on the road on opening day, I think it's a pretty good spot for that reason. About you, Daniel? Yeah. So actually, I'm really interested to see this matchup. I'm glad it's week one. This was the start right, of the horrible performances for yes. Tua last year. Where well, we came no, the in, San Francisco game well, the week before actually was. Yeah, that's true. It was San Francisco first. But L.A. was a continuation of that, the beginning of that poor streak where he just did not look like the guy he looked like earlier in the season. And obviously, you've got the Tua Herbert thing again. So I'm excited for this game week one going to Los Angeles and not San Diego. I'm, I'm impressed, Lou that you didn't say the San Diego Chargers this time. How it's about that? First time in, in uh, since they've moved, I think. <laughs> but I, I am excited about this game. I think we've done enough uh, to 
be able to get get by them. I I do think we start off the season one and zero, uh, and you know we'll look at back to back road games to start the season. Do you think we you think we go into to L.A. and win this game, Mike? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think it's going to depend on your quarterback. You know, Tua's got to play well. And the last time he went against them, as you said, he didn't play well. So we'll, ha- we'll have to see if they've adjusted to what, you know, teams like to do against them. And uh, that'll, that'll be the week to find out, right? Yeah. So uh, week two, we uh, go to New England and we play the Patriots on a Sunday night. Sunday night football at Foxborough early in the season. So I'm going to say this a couple of times here at the beginning of the schedule release. This is early in the season up in a cold weather stadium. I love to see that. We've also had a very good recent history against against New England. I don't think that the Patriots have done enough to be able to really hang with us. I mean, Obviously, they probably will. They'll hang with us. They'll keep it close for a while. But I think this is uh, a 2-0 start for the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're a better football team on paper than New England. There's, there's no question about that. I think both sides of the football, uh, when, when you match up against the Patriots, our defense against their offense and their offense against our defense, um, you know, I, th- I think both – both ways, uh, we beat this football team, both sides of the football. Now, you know, the factor is this, and, you know, as, you, as we go down the rest of the schedule, the thing that concerns me is this, is that Tua in primetime games has really not played well. Uh, yeah. You know, the 49er game, the buildup there, we already talked about. Uh, the Pittsburgh game last year. Um, mm-hmm. so the night games, he just... I don't know if he just gets, he just works himself up, but that's got to change. You know, when it, when it comes to games like that, when you're in prime time and, you know, and you're, you're on, you're in the spotlight there, you know, he's got to shine. And um, up to this point, he hasn't been able to do that for one reason or another. So, you know, as you look at this game and you look at the rest of the schedule, you know, a lot of this is going to fall on him as to whether we're going to win these games and lose these games. I mean, that's always the instant, you know, when it comes to, um, you know, your quarterback play. But he's got to play much better than he has in prime time. Much better. That's and, a solid point, Lou. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, hopefully, you know, they, they go up there and they spank them. I mean, I really feel that this is a game that they should, they should win pretty easily when you look at them on paper. Yes, they'll be a confident team. So, I yeah. think so. And I just, like it. And just to uh, you know, to, to get this right out here, this is the first of our five standalone games. Not all five are prime time, quote unquote, but five standalone games we have this year where all eyes are going to be on us. And yeah, to your point, Lou, two has got to do better in those. Absolutely. So we go home and uh, we get to play the Denver Broncos. Coming home, coming home. Daniel? Yeah, so this is going to be an interesting one because the Broncos come in. They recently gave us Bradley Chubb, and <laughs> we have their ex-head coach in Vic Fangio playing, uh, coaching in his first home game as a Miami Dolphins DC. So he's playing against his old squad, coaching against his old squad. This is going to be an interesting game because we're going to know at this point, I think, already 
what Sean Payton has done for Russell Wilson in the new look offense there in, in Denver. You know, so I have to wonder, is Javante Williams going to be healthy? So I'm really looking at this game as one of those games that could set the tempo for both squads for the rest of the season. And I think we win. Uh, I don't think the Broncos have it. I agree. When do you got us, 3-0? I have us 3-0. Yeah, I do. Uh, Drinking the Kool-Aid, as you would say, right, Mike? 3 uh-huh. Does Kool-Aid exist anymore? Oh, yeah. Oh, Does they, it? Have, they have it in the little squeeze pouches and everything now, Lou. No kidding. Oh, My yeah. God. How about that? I, I don't, I mean, I oh, haven't seen. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen. I saw the Kool-Aid guy on a Family Guy episode years and years ago. But <laughs> I, I haven't seen it in the store. I don't look for it. But anyway, uh, yeah, Denver, th- this has got to be a win. I mean, it's it's a home game. You know, it, it's going to be hot, right? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, this is a one o'clock start, right? Yep. yep. I don't have the start times in front of me, but, you know, you're talking about September in Miami. I mean, it's brutal. Uh, you know, they, these guys are coming from Denver. <laughs> They're going to be in for a rude awakening. We saw what happened to the Bills and some of the other teams that came in early last year. We had guys falling <laughs> the wayside. It was it was so funny to watch. I mean, you just saw guys just dying all over the football field there on the sidelines and whatnot. So. This has got to be a win. I mean, there's so many factors that favor us in this, and um, it, it, it's a win on the schedule, and it's it's a nice little break in between a lot of tough games for us. So agreed. Anyway, on the week four, Mike. Yeah, well, yep, we go to uh, Buffalo. Hmm. Yeah, we do. October first. This is the second of the games that I was just talking about early in the season in a cold weather stadium. How long has it been, gentlemen, that we played at Buffalo in the first month of the season? Because I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember a time I look at the schedule and seen Buffalo in Buffalo early in the year. It's well, always happy they're not having to uh, come down here, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's a double edged sword, right? They're lucky they're not coming down here, but they're also probably kind of perturbed that they don't have us up in Buffalo late in the season. Which well, we could see them in the playoffs, and that could all change. Sure, yeah. I mean, that is assuming that they finish the season with a better record than us, right? Yep. This is this is another one of those games. You know, there's so many changes this season. Sean McDermott is calling plays on the defensive side of the ball this year. So one of the things to look at in this game is the new defensive coordinators calling the plays, right? I, I don't necessarily think that this is going to be one of those 40-point games for each squad. It's going to be really interesting to see, but chalk it up, Miami 4-0. Oh, that's about the point in the season. You are who you are, right? The yeah. fourth game, everything starts to click for you, or it doesn't. And there's going to be talk, you know, which one of these teams is the best in the in the division, you know, and, and you know we're not talking about the the ones in green yet, so we won't go there. But the conversation is going to be had. You know, this is this is one of those games for supremacy. Yeah, I mean. Four games into the season, I mean, you still got a lot of football left. Um, it's obviously an important game. But, um, you know, we proved last year in all three games against Buffalo that the uh, the gap between us is very slim. And, um, you know, we've made some nice additions to our defense. You know, a great coordinator, a great cornerback, uh, a really solid linebacker on the defensive side. and. Um, 
you know, honestly, Alan, Alan had um, some trouble with us last year. You know, he didn't light it up against us. You know, we had a lot of injuries in the secondary. So, you know, the, the gap is slim. And, you know, I think that on the defensive side, Buffalo slipped a little as well. So, you know, I don't necessarily know if we'll win this football game because you are still going to Buffalo. And even though it's not cold, it's still a tough place to play. But um, you're very capable of winning this game. I mean, this can go either way. But, um, you know, I would think that Buffalo probably beats us in this one. They have to. If they don't, then then they're in for the for a world of a season because um, I don't think they're coming. If they can't beat us up in Buffalo, they're not beating us down here late in the season. October 8th, we uh, play the Giants at home, 1 o'clock. Man, th- this, this, this is a scary game here. <laughs> um, it, it really is because – You know, we rarely beat the Giants. Yeah, we never beat them, Mike. Yep. I mean, we always seem to lose to them. I don't know what our, rec- our lifetime record against them is, but it's not good. No, it's not. It's not good. At all. Um, You know, they're a scary football team. The the one problem we had consistently last year um, was the fact that we couldn't contain running quarterbacks. Uh, They they had big plays on us over and over and over again. You know, Daniel Jones is not a Lamar Jackson per se, but he can get it done with his legs. And they've added some – receivers. They've got a phenomenal running back in Barkley. Um, you know, they're an interesting team. You know, defensively, they've been very solid. They go under the radar, their defense, but their defense is, is pretty solid. Um, th- this is, this is, this is going to be a tough football game for us. It really is. I think, I think we're, you know, it's going to be a scratch and claw game and you know, our offense is going to have to put some points on the board because I think the Giants will put some points on the board against us. This is going to be a nip and tuck game. I don't know which way it would go. I mean, you almost have to win it because it's a home game, but um, it could go either way. Yeah, in the la- Miami and, and New York have played 10 times, and we haven't beat them since 2003. They're 7-3 and three against us. The yeah. one thing that I'd have to say, so Brian Dable knows how to coach in the heat down in Miami, and he'll have his team ready. And if we don't stop Saquon Barkley, we're going to have a long day. I, I'm not too scared of their defense. They have their struggles, and they have their struggles along the offensive line protecting Danny Dimes. But I do think that this is a game that not only do we have to win, I think that we do win. I think the Giants were kind of a paper tiger last year. They had a really terrible in, interdivision record and, and just happened to come out on top in some games. I think that they're not going to be as good this year even though they have another year under Dayball, and I think we win this game. Okay. <laughs> All right. The next week, we uh, stay home, and we play the Carolina Panthers at 1 o'clock. <sighs> Carolina. You look at our first three home games, Denver, the Giants, and, and the Panthers, and that's not, that's not overly bad, right? First three home games. I mean, I'll let you know. <laughs> what's that? I'll let you know. Well, you know, looking at it right now, Mike, you know, from 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 uh, you know what what these teams were last year. Right. Yeah, you know, I think the Giants were a pretty solid team. I think they're actually going to be a little bit better, but the Panthers, they actually were very competitive late in the season. They've got a pretty good team. Um but again, you know, this is this is a game that you got to win at home. You ha- you just have to win. you have to win at home against the Carolina Panthers, if you plan on doing anything. 
Yeah, the Panthers were scrappy last year, but they just don't have it yet, right? Who's they have, their quarterback? They have the 101 in Bryce Young, the quarterback from Alabama. So That's this will be right. the first instance in the span if of two he's playing. weeks. Right, he'll be playing. I, I'll, I'll guarantee it. He'll, he'll well, who's be playing. The, who's their veteran? Uh, they have Sam. No, they don't have Sam Darnold. They have, uh, I don't even Darnold's know. Darnold's in San Francisco. Yeah, Case Keenum, maybe. Uh, somebody who's not going to be playing. I but, so th- this will be the first Mike instance. Fink, is Fink the quarterback over there in Carolina? Damn it, Lou. <laughs> Good. This will be the first instance Sorry, in back-to-back weeks that we have to uh, uh, face off against a fellow Alabama quarterback. And I just don't think the Panthers have it yet. They may be scrappy this year. They may have yep. a chance in that division because the division is not going to be very good. Right. But I think at home in October, Miami is going to handle the Carolina Panthers. Have to. Absolutely have to win that football game. Well, then they go on the road, guys, for another Sunday night football game and, uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles. Waiting all day for a Sunday. Woo. God, do I hate that song. God, oh, this my game. God. Can they change that song Sunday night? Thank God they got rid of Chris Collinsworth. Uh, <laughs> but they got it. That song has got to follow. You know, waiting all day for a Sunday night. <laughs> go ahead. I'm just saying uh, I don't disagree with that, and I would not mind seeing Hank Williams come back, but <laughs> this game has night. everything. This game has everything you want. Storylines galore, the second of a back-to-back, uh, two of versus Alabama quarterback. You've got the defending NFC champions at home. This is a true test of what Miami has to offer in, in being a contender. Right, all eyes on this game. Uh, you know, Miami's already on a hot streak to start this season, and they go into Philadelphia and and shock shock some people. They do, huh? Yes, sir. Write that down for me. Yeah, I will. I'll I'll send it in a, a DM as well. Okay. Philadelphia, they're going into Philly on a Sunday night, and. We're seven and zero at this point, Daniel. And mm-hmm. for you, mm-hmm. we're seven and zero. This team's really good. Um, you know, can we compete? Absolutely. I think our defense can match up against just about anybody. Are we going to win this game? Probably not. I mean, that's going to be a tough, tough game to win on the road in prime time. Um, if they do, wow. I mean, you know, they're going to rock the world if they do that because. The Eagles are one of the best teams in football right now, as far as I'm concerned, um, and they've gotten better in the offseason. So this is going to be a really tough task. I think the defense can hold their own. You look at our defense as a whole against their offense. Offense is pretty doggone good for Philadelphia. They do a lot of things really well. Good offensive line, um, good young quarterback, good young receivers, or good, good young receiver a veteran in A.J. Brown, some good running backs. I mean, they're they're rock-solid football team. So this is going to be a really tough place to win. Yeah, the the one move that I hated more than anything else they did was uh, bring in DeAndre Swift. That's a guy that uh, – a football player that I love to watch play. Yeah, I mean, they just – they have one guy after another on that offense now. So they're, they're going to be tough. Then we come home and we play our friends of the Patriots again. This yeah. time it's a 1 o'clock start. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a win. We already talked about the Patsies. Yep. Patsies <laughs> in for a long, long season. Bye-bye, Patsies. We see you in a couple well, of years. Well, I'll tell you something. You know, we playing in Philadelphia, coming home against the Patriots, and knowing you're going to Kansas City and Germany the next week, uh, maybe they look past New England a little bit. 
Uh, I don't know, Mike. I mean, you know, I think in today's NFL, it's it's really weird because you, you look at teams from week to week and it's like, what are they doing? You know, I mean, it's like they take weeks off during the course of the season, you yeah. know. Um, you just can't figure out what happens to them on a given week. Yep. Right. But, you know, when you're playing, when we play against the Patriots and it's a division game, you know, I always feel that we get up for it for whatever reason. I know it's different players, different personnel, uh-huh. different coaching yep. staff. But, you know, I, I just can't see us losing to the Patriots here. I just can't see it. I mean, I, you know, I look at them on paper offensively, and it's like, how are they going to score points against us? I, I just can't see it. You know, even if our offense pays average, I, I just can't see New England putting up more than maybe 13, 14 points against us in either one of the games we play against them early on. So I, I don't see how they're going to win. Yeah, this right here, what is this? Is this the Mike Gasicki revenge game? Gasicki coming back to Miami, throwing up the first down signs. I, I got to say, uh, you know, having first downs or first down? <laughs> first, first down signs, you yeah. know, how he always throws up. Yeah, there. yeah. But anyway, it, moving on. It, I, he only had like one per game last <laughs> I, year. I know. So it was just a sign, shot. not signs. It Go was ahead. an unnecessary shot. But okay. So anyway, having both games against the Pats over with by week eight is something we don't see very often either. And I do agree with you, Lou. They're going to come in here and they're not going to be able to put up a bunch of points against us. They just don't have it. And and we win. We win this game. How many wins is Belichick behind Shula now? Is it still like... 22, I think. I was going to say, is it still like 20-something? Something in that area. 22. So let's, you know, let's hope that they win two games this year and he still needs 20 wins. You know, <laughs> exactly. Somewhere down the line. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's the last guy we want to see, you know, break Shula's record. I mean, yep. I'm sure every Dolphin fan that's aware of that situation is, is you know, is adamant over the fact that this is the guy that could possibly you know break his record and yeah. uh that's we shouldn't the last talk thing about I that again <laughs> we shouldn't well, talk about that until it gets closer I, I i can't stand the thought of it well me and mike started talking about it about two years ago and and to you know and thank god that they've had some you know pretty average seasons the last couple of years for you sure know, i think this Makes season will be even worse for him yeah for I don't sure. see anything. I don't see a bright future for that football team. Right. All now. right. So we're going to kick their butt, and then we go to then we go to Germany to play Kansas City. Uh, so you played an eight thirty game, a one p.m. game, and now it's nine thirty a.m. for us. It's, it's ridiculously stupid. I hate these effing games with a passion. I really do. I detest these. You know these other country games. I mean, come on. <laughs> It's ridiculous. 12-hour the flights there, 12-hour flight back. I mean, the, the, the fortunate thing out of all of this is the fact that we have a bye week. So, you know, you, you're talking about not having to come back and play a game the following week after traveling 12 hours to another country. They are 12 hours back, and jet lag is, is you, know, it, you know, it's a real thing. You know, and these games are usually flat. You know, the games are always flat. You never see really overly competitive games, you know, overseas here. So, I, for all those reasons, I detest these games. I'd rather them go to Kansas City and, you know, let them get their feet wet, you know, and say, hey, this is the way it's going to be come playoff time. 
This is the atmosphere <laughs> that's going to, you know, that, you know, it's, it's going to be that way. So, you know, go up there and do it. You know, if I'm a Kansas City Chief fan, I'm even more pissed about this game because it takes a home game away from you, you know, and it's a major advantage for them. Sure. So, you know, I, I just, I'm just not a fan of this. So I haven't got a chance to look at the rest of the schedule for all the teams, but I'm going to tell you with 99.9% accuracy, this is the biggest damn mistake the NFL did in schedule making this year. This one actually kind of pisses me off, and not just because Kansas City would have been a game I'd gone to because I'm two hours from there. Right. But you have the you have Tyreek Hill going back to Kansas yeah. City and yeah. two of the highest flying offenses in the entire league yeah. playing against each other. And you send this game to Germany? Yeah. You gotta be kidding me. I I am just flabbergasted at what the league thought when they said, Let's send these these two high flying offenses to Germany. Like this this one p- kind of pisses me off, and it's not because it's in Germany. Like I don't, the international games they they suck, but they're not they don't make me feel the same way they make you feel, Lou. But being that this is a revenge game against Kansas City, you got Tyreek Hill wanting to to just torch him. This game should have been here, and and it should have been it should have been within my my traveling distance. But that's a whole nother story. We go to Germany, and and we. Beat the Chiefs. Tyreek Hill is going to torch these fellas. <laughs> There's a bye week the next week. Yeah, we're going to win that one too. <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. Oh, I don't know. The bye, bye week's three points favored. Yeah. Not this year. Well, we not. can't lose that week. That's for sure. Right? Okay. November 19th. Las Vegas Raiders at one o'clock. Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas. So Vegas is coming to Miami. This is a game that happens, it seems like, every single year. I, it, do we play Doesn't them it? every year, it seems like? It just happens to work out that way. I think the this is three, three in a row. Years. Yeah, I think yeah. this is three in a row. You know, And obviously, remember Fitzpatrick's helmet getting ripped off. Yeah. I, I think this is a game that Tua can definitely win in, in Miami at home. I, I don't see Josh McDaniel as uh josh mcdaniels as the type of coach who is gonna last long with vegas i just i don't know what they see in that fella and i think miami takes care of business against vegas i agree i you know i think we're a better football team um i think we gotta beat them now for the first time in the next four weeks we play the new york jets the yeah. Jets, national TV on Black Friday. How the hell am I going to go out and get my <laughs> Christmas shopping done on Black Friday when they put the damn Dolphins on, Mike? How well, the they, game isn't until 3 o'clock, so you've got all morning. Three? Yeah, you do it. Come like on, the man. That's right in the middle America. of the day. You can go out right after your turkey the day before, too. I, I, listen, I, that's just a joke. I don't go out on Black <laughs> Friday, but there are a lot of people that do. The thing is this, is that it's a 3 o'clock game. Yep. I mean, is that the only game that day? Yeah. First time in history. Why? Yep. There's been an NFL game on Black but, Friday. So, and it's simple. Because they can. O'clock? Because they can't have it any other time. So the uh, it has to do with the Congress and all this stuff when the NFL started creating schedules. They can't have a game during football Friday nights for high school games. And they can't have them... I, there's another sporting event or something going on in the morning that day. Well, it has to... Isn't it on Sunday? Yeah. The NFL has always not been allowed to play games on Friday 
because right. of high school football. And that's why you don't see him play games on Saturday because of college football. And it's the same thing here. First time in history we've had a Black Friday game. I'm I'm happy it's Miami, and I, I'm happy we get to go in and get get take care of Aaron Rodgers. It's weird. It's just weird. It seems to be all set up for the Jets, if you ask me. But that's just my opinion. At the Jets, yeah. Yep. Three o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, people do work that Friday, don't they? Not I mean, many. Not no. many. I guess well, all your retail jobs people are do. off. All the retail people, restaurants, I think everything's open on Friday other than, you know, other than obviously government jobs. I think they get Thursday and Friday. I, I suppose it matters where you live, but in, it's weird. in, it's in just Florida, weird. It's, it's an open day. People are going to work. It's weird. It's just weird. Everybody's going to say, oh, shit, there was a game this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Damn it. I forgot about that. <laughs> I don't well, know if anybody won't. will be forgetting about it. Yeah, we won't forget about it. This is their first chance to take shots at Aaron Rodgers. In this, yeah, that's form. a huge game. Yeah. Oh, like, it's a major game. The fact that we don't pay, play them until week 12 yeah. is, is really interesting because, you know, I'm very, very interested in how Rodgers is going to pan out because uh, I watched a lot of Packer games last year and uh, he looked average. Yeah. You know, it wasn't the same Aaron Rodgers. So I'm very, very curious to see, you know, where we're at with him. I mean, I think their running back will be at full health by then, mm-hmm. which is kind of a disadvantage to us because that kid is is exceptional. Brees Hall. Um, mm-hmm. Brees Hall. And, um, you know, you, d- you don't really want Aaron Rodgers and that offense to gel. And obviously by week 12, you know, if in fact he is playing good football, they're going to be, you know – primed and ready to go. We just got to hope that uh, we're up for the task and uh, it'll be an interesting game, to say yeah, the least. We're going in on a short week, obviously, being a game on Friday. So we, ha- we have to think about that. And then and I'm only going to say this about Rodgers once. That he doesn't normally go to the off-season workout programs in Green Bay. He hasn't for a long time, right? He just it doesn't seem to have cared. And he seems rejuvenated because you see him already at these off-season training programs. So there's there's a potential that he looks better than he did last year, but it's not going to matter because he has to play Miami. All right. December 3rd, we go to Washington, and that's a 1 o'clock game. The Redskins or the Commanders, whatever. What are they called? The, the Commanders. commanders. Or, yeah. And they've got questions at quarterback. Do they right have now. a logo on their helmet yet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. Okay. <laughs> that's how much I pay attention to them. I mean, I, who's their quarterback? So currently, you're looking at Sam Howell, drafted out of UNC, but they're there's going to have uh, a they open have competition, Brissette, don't they? And with yep, they're going to have an open competition with Jacoby Brissett, and and I don't think Jacoby Brissett is the guy who's going to uh, lead that franchise forward. And you don't know if Howell is <laughs> unless you let him play, right? So that's a bold statement you're making there, Daniel. <laughs> I'm just I'm giving you the reason why I think it's going to be Howell to play this season for them, and even. Like, even if Howell surprises people and plays really well. I see where he's going here. Uh, well, I, I just don't think even if Howell plays very well or plays well and surprises people, he's not going to have enough because we're coming firing on all cylinders at this point in the season and, and we go up there and take care of business. Yeah, they've got, they've got some interesting players on offense up there in Washington. You know, but I don't think they have enough to beat us. I think this is a nice road game for us late in the year. Right, second half of the season, it's a game that you should be able to win, um, and I think we will win. I mean, on paper, we're a better football team. All right, 
Monday night, December eleventh, no. they play the Tennessee Titans at home. The rebuilding Titans. And they still have Henry at this point, or does he get traded before the trade deadline? That's has? a good question. That's a great question. For the sake yeah. of this discussion, we'll assume we're still with him. Yeah. We still beat him. I think we do too. And this is the first uh this is so we have five games left in the season at this point. And this is the first of four home games in that five game stretch. And I think on Monday Night Football at this point, too, has had a few games to play in the spotlight with all eyes on him. And I think he plays better than he has in previous seasons. I don't see a world in, in which, you know, at full health that Tennessee beats us. Agreed. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Well, then next week we play the Jets again, this time at home at 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. It'll be a battle. Yeah, the last time we seen Aaron Rodgers at home was in Green Bay last year on Christmas, and yep. it was not a very good Christmas present. This year, <laughs> this year, I think we've got something different for him. And the Jets are, you know, everybody's up on the Jets right now, and, and they did play well last year, and they had a really good defense. And They're a good team. How, how long has it been since there's a rookie of the year on both sides of the ball with the same team? And, and that's what happened for them last year. But I just don't think that they've, they're going to have what it takes. And Miami at this point in the season is looking to really clinch the division. We have Buffalo coming up too again. So I, I think we take care of business at home again. Yeah, I mean, you brought up a really good point, you know, with the Jets, with, with their draft picks, you know, an offensive and defensive rookie of the year. And then, of course, Hall is just – I mean, they've done an incredible – job of drafting and i think they had another decent draft this year um you know they're they're turning it around quick and you know you just throw that veteran quarterback into the middle of all this and you've got a really really good good football team that you're playing in december the fortunate thing is we're home and um you know that's the advantage that we're gonna have um i'll tell you what you know i've said it before in a few podcasts, I'll say it again, and this is going way back. You know, I think the Jets are the team to beat in the AFC East, not so much the Bills. I honestly feel that the Jets are probably a better football team than well, the Bills. Well, they're going in different directions. The Jets are kind of going up, and the Bills may be sliding back just a little bit. Well, that mm-hmm. makes one of us, Lou. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I just feel that if Rodgers plays well, they're going to be extremely tough to beat. Both sides of the football played really, really good football last year. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting to see how it all unfolds, but it's going to be a battle royale. You know what else will be interesting? What's that? We play the Cowboys the next week. Ooh. That one's at home at 425. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. For the love of God. First Black Friday. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. And now Christmas Eve. They are trying man. to be a factor on your holidays. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. What are they doing? What are they doing? Go ahead. Well, they better be ready to play. Dallas, week 16. So do we play, well, not to get ahead, but do we play on New Year's Eve as well? We do. Seven do days we later. really? Seven yeah. days later, yeah. And you're going to need that alcohol because they're going to the Ravens. Yeah. So Dallas, Dallas to me is an overrated football team, right? I, I mean, honestly, I mean, this, this is my personal opinion about that team as a whole. They're an overrated football team. It seems like they have an awful lot of talent, but they just don't ever get the job done. Dak Prescott is hit and miss. He makes mistakes. I think our defense will force him into some mistakes. 
Um, I love their running back. I mean, Elliott's gone. You know, their receivers are pretty good. You know, they've got they've got one really really good receiver there. What's his name, Daniel? Help me out. CD Lamb. D CD Lamb. I mean, he's outstanding. But I'll tell you what. You know, they're they're an overrated football team, and this is a very winnable game for us at home. I think I think we can beat them. And I think we can beat them up really, really good. I think Dallas is going to be an underachiever this year. They got some good players on the defensive side, but they're beatable. Yeah, usually was the last time we saw Dallas at home was was that in '84? <laughs> um, no, I I'm sure it's happened since, right? I think it has, but that that was a phenomenal game. That yeah, so game here that- this this is one of those games that we absolutely are. Happy that Teron Armstead and the rest of the offensive line have gelled throughout the season because you're going up against a guy They're still like, healthy? Yeah, they are. Wow. Yes, they are. And you're going up against a guy like Micah Parsons, right? One of the guys who can get after it better than almost anybody else in the league. So you, yeah, he's, you he's, have, he's a monster. You have to key on that guy, right? And you have to stop him. But Mike McCarthy is not a guy who has been known for making late season pushes over the last several years of his career. So I, I agree with you, Lou. I think that the Cowboys are one of those teams that have enough talent to be really good and underachieve just enough to make you scratch your head. And I don't think they're going to come into Miami on Christmas Eve and win a football game. I think Vic Fangio has our defense firing on all levels at this point, and, and we take care of business. All right. So as I said, the next week is Baltimore in Baltimore. Tough. I think defensively, again, you know, going up against Lamar Jackson, I just don't know if Baltimore has enough weapons on offense to to really, you know, beat us in a sense that now if we go up there and we play a piss poor game, you know, obviously I think Baltimore can definitely win. But offensively, if you bottle up Lamar and we've done it in the past. Yeah, but that was with Boyer's defense. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, you you got to assume that with Fangio, it's going to be just as good, if not better, Mike. I mean, I, you know, I look I at think their, he plays less in the box, and that's what concerns me because you got you got to keep the quarterback in the pocket, Mike. I think he's going to do, you know, he's going to do whatever is necessary against a quarterback like Jackson. I mean, listen, it, as far as I'm concerned, the verdict's out on him. He's been in the league what now five six years. I mean. You know what he is. You know what he's capable of doing. You know what he does well. You know what he doesn't do well. So you attack you attack him in a way to where he's not able to do the things that he does well. And I think that we have the talent on defense to bottle him up. I don't see a lot of offense around him. I just don't. You know, I, I think they're a very, very average football team on offense. Mm. And I think we're more than capable of beating them, you know, for that reason. Boy, this is one of those teams that's super dangerous. I'm on the other side of the fence here. And actually, last year, if you re- he had one big run on us, but the rest of the time, he cut us up. He cut us up with his arm and was tearing us to pieces before the big comeback. And now they've signed guys like OBJ, and they've got a healthy J.K. Dobbins coming back. And you've got a first-round draft pick, and Zay Flowers coming in as a wide receiver as well who is going to be a weapon for these guys. Now, 
I do think Vic Fangio will have something special for Lamar. And we have to be able to win these type of games against contenders to be able to reach the next level. And although this is a 1 p.m. game at Baltimore, I think there are going to be a lot of eyes on this game. And, and I think Tua outduels him. I think Tua carves them up, and we take home the W. Daniel. <laughs> have you sensed a trend? <laughs> have anybody sense a trend out there? I mean, this well, is. Well, the only trend that I can see is uh, you're on one side of the fence and you're not budging. I'm not. Look, this is the schedule release. We, we're going to win them all at this point in the season. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> oh, so I guess Lord, we're beating Lord. Buffalo at home then, uh, Daniel, huh? Yeah, so yeah. Buffalo comes to Miami week 18, and this is that game of the season that is TBD, right? They don't have a time on this game because they don't know when they're going to put it on the schedule. And Yeah, I, if it's important, it'll be in the good spot. Yeah, I would expect this to be our sixth, you know, standalone or primetime slash game. Honestly, you know, all jokes aside, we're not going to win every game of the season, obviously, you know, but all jokes aside, this is one of those games that very likely could decide, you know, uh, not only the division, but, you know, the first or second seed in the, in the AFC. Yep. I do think at home late in the season, uh, you know, not up there in the cold. As like Lou said earlier, we gave them hell all three games last year. I think late in the season at home. There's no reason to think they won't be ready for us, right? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to make their adjustments, and, and they know what we did to be able to do that. I'm sure that they'll be ready. Yeah, and so uh, will we. Well, that's, that's exactly what has to happen. McDaniel has to find something else out of his bag of tricks and give them something they haven't seen. Agreed. So, Daniel, uh, you you had them at what? <laughs> well, well, I mean, if you go on what I said for each individual game, I have us at seventeen and zero this season, gentlemen. <laughs> well, that would be nice, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, no, it's not. And I, I don't, I don't really have a prediction for the season at this point. You know, there's a oh, lot. Oh yeah, it's tough. It's there- tough because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who's going to be healthy, who they lost in training camp, and and all the other nonsense. Well, not only that, but right now, you know, if you look at analytics, we're like the fifth toughest schedule in the league, but. That's based on last year, right? You you have yeah, no idea. Yeah, it's based on the strength of their schedule. There's, in other words, there's last so year's much records. to be determined, and there's so much still to happen this off season. You know, there's still moves to be made. The, the roster isn't final. Hey, speaking of that, Tyler Croft, are you guys excited? Thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this that's the type of move that you know that I was talking about in regard to you know what's out there and. Are they going to be game changers for us? You know, and how many Croft's been in the league? What ten years now? I mean, he is a veteran. You talk about a veteran. No, I, I don't a, think it's been ten years. No, I think it's four or five. No, four or five. He played four yeah. years he's, with the Bengals, two played, years with the Bills, a year with the Jets, and a year with the Forty Nine ers. So like seven. Yeah. Yeah. Right in the middle. He's, he's he's been in the league for way too long. And now, he in, hasn't in seven, been 17 in with years. Cincinnati, Lewis, he had, had 42 receptions for 404 yards, and that was by far his best year. And how long ago was that, Mike? That was 2017. How long ago was that, Mike? Yeah, a long well, time ago. Six years ago. <laughs> you're not looking at this guy to be a game changer, though, right? You're, you're bringing this guy in to potentially play a role 
on the team, and that's, <laughs> that's all you really got to look. You want to know what his yeah. role's going to be? Special teams. He's going to be yeah. grabbing his helmet and wondering if he's in the game. That's yeah. going to be his role. His role is going to be coming in. I'll probably be a blocker. I don't. I have no idea what his role is going to be, but I will assure you this: <laughs> they need they need a tight end, guys. That's the bottom line. And Tyler Cross not the answer. So um, hopefully, maybe somebody slightly better becomes available for one reason or another. And uh, we we get a guy in here that can make some plays. Over hey, look, the you bring him into camp and you see what he's got. That's all. I like Cameron Bray. He's out there. I don't know why they just don't get him. I mean, he's capable of catching the ball down the field. I like the guy. He did it for Tampa for years. but I don't think they have enough under the cap to buy his wife a suntan uh, <laughs> lotion. What is his? What, what? They are struggling, Lewis. They're struggling with money. But I, I don't quite understand the whole wife's son. What, what happens when the players sign, right? They get a nice big signing bonus. Well, <laughs> they can't give him one because, uh, you know, they don't have it. So June 1st, they get that money. <laughs> and uh, if Cameron Brait is still out there, they can look at him then. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Now they're trying to figure out how to give Wilkins his extension. Yeah. Yep. They better and, figure something out. As far as this season and the schedule and what we're going to finish, you, you know, the, it comes down to this. We haven't had back-to-back playoff bids since 2000, 2001. You know, so it's been two decades. And and so we're, we're going to have to finish 10 and 7 or better and have a shot at that in the murderer's row that is the AFC. You know, and now the AFC East is potentially one of the best divisions in the whole league. I don't so. think potentially. I think it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean... Nobody would have said last year it was the NFC East, so that's why I say potentially. You just never know. But if we want, if we want to do this, you know, we have to. We have to succeed when maybe some people think that we're not favored to win. So, yeah, um, you know, teams are going to beat up on each other. I mean, there were a few teams that kind of um, separated themselves last year, and that was a grand total of three. In the AFC, uh, you know Buffalo at thirteen and three, Kansas City fourteen and three, and Cincinnati at twelve and four. Everybody else was bunched up, and and it's going to be much of the same this it year. It will be much of the same. The question is, who are those teams at the top? Right, exactly. Um, you know, I think that Cincinnati is going to continue to you know to be right there. Burrow, you know, I think that their defense is just under the radar good. And they have enough offense there. I mean, did they just they got three really good receivers, you know, solid running backs. I mean, that team is really rock solid. Uh they're a team to be concerned with, you know, Kansas City because of Mahomes and um, you know, their coaching staff and and the way they play the game of football. They know how to win. Those are your two big threats. But, you know, past that. You know, you've got a lot of interesting teams. Chargers, you know, as being one. The Jaguars. Jaguars are an up-and-coming team. Baltimore, Mike? Yes and no. I mean, you know, again, you know, me and Daniel disagreed a little bit on, you know, on – The thing that impresses me about Baltimore is they always punch you in the mouth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, but, Mike, you know what? The last couple of years, they've kind of slipped a little bit. You know, in that well, that, you know, that, in that aspect, I, I think that they've, you know, they, they've slipped a little bit. They were always that type of football team, but 
different personnel, different players. The end of the last two seasons, Jackson's been banged up too, right? He missed six or seven games to end last year. I, I think a healthy Lamar Jackson changes that dynamic, especially with John Harbaugh. I mean, we cannot forget that all of these years that they've been punching people in the mouth, they've been doing it with John Harbaugh as their head coach. And I don't expect anything less from him this year. But, you know, that's that's the if, you know, when you got a running quarterback, Mm -hmm. you know, he's Mm -hmm. you know, he's not you know, he's not he's not 22 years old anymore. You know, as you get older and and as you continue to take that pounding year in and year out. You know, you lose that half a step. You know, you, you're constantly hurt. I mean, this is this is the disadvantage to having a guy that plays the quarterback position the way he does it. So, you know, with all that being said, I, I you know I think Cincinnati, as I was saying, Cincinnati and Kansas City are the teams in the AFC. You know, Jacksonville's on their way up. I think that everybody else is going to be bunched up pretty much. You know, the Jets, the Dolphins, the Bills are all going to be competitive. Baltimore, Mike, as you mentioned, the Steelers are starting to do some good things. You know, um, I'd expect uh, you know, Cleveland well, to be better have as to well. If anybody's going to threaten Cincinnati in that division. I'm sorry, Mike. What's that? The Steelers are going to have to if anybody is going to uh, challenge the Bengals in that division. Right. And, that, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, when you look at that division in North, you know, with the Bengals, the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Browns, I mean, you know, you're looking at a really, really competitive division. The same right. with our division. You know, the Patriots, you know, they're going to probably be in last place, but they're, they're not going to be, you know, a horrible football team. The other three teams in our division are extremely strong. Um, you know, so, you know, as you look at this, you know, somebody every week's you know, got to win and somebody's got to lose. And that that's the bottom line here is that somebody's going to be in the loss column. Everybody plays each other and, you know, you may see one or two teams separate, but I think everybody else is going to be bunched up pretty much. And, um, you know, the difference is going to be, as far as I'm concerned, on our football team, the difference between – you know, winning two or three more games and losing two or three more games is going to be Tua. I mean, it's, you know, he's he's going to be the difference maker and he's going to either put us, you know, at a nice, you know, a nice record of, you know, maybe 11 and six or, you know, whatever the case may be. They've something got to come out effect. of training camp ready to play. Mm-hmm. Yes. Has to, has to be on. Because there's, there's no uh, soft spot in that early schedule. There isn't. Their, their offense is going to have to compete at, at a high level. They're going to have to. They can't well, go the into – defense as well. Oh, there, there's no question about that, Mike. But, you know, I think that, you know, as you look at the teams in the AFC and you look at the defenses, um, you know, there's some good solid defenses. But if we're healthy – you know, we may be the very best out of all of them in the AFC. That's um, possible. You know, I mean, you you look at each team, you know, and go right down the line, and I'm not so sure on paper there's a better defense right now than we are in the AFC. Well, if, they, if there is one, the Jets might have it. Yeah. That's they very one, possible. They were number one last year, right? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we yep. talk about how rough the AFC is, and we, you mentioned the North, right? So – Pittsburgh might have the worst roster in that division, but Tomlin's never had a losing season. And, and like him or hate him, Deshaun He's Watson. He's a good coach. Deshaun Watson is going to be better at Cleveland this year. 
and and they are a very talented roster. What makes you say that? Why is that going to be? He is he's a tremendously good football player, and I just don't think he's forgotten how to play. I think he was rusty. You know, I I expect Deshaun Watson to have Cleveland firing this year, and so that division is going to be really tough. And you know, you have potentially two, maybe three, coming out of that division. Let alone, probably not. But I'm just saying the potential is there. <laughs> the AFC is so incredibly stacked. You know, Russell yeah. Wilson with Sean Payton as his coach now. Like, there's no way, right, that Russell Wilson doesn't improve over what last year. So I, I I'm, you know, Daniel, I, you know, things change from year to year. You know, I for sure. I can't, you know, you can't sit here and say, well, you know, Watson's going to do this and Wilson's going to. I mean, I watched these guys play last year, and I'm you telling you, things change Wilson, from year to year. You led this, you led that by saying things change from year to year, right? Yeah, but, but you're talking about changing in different directions. I think. Yeah, I mean, you know, Wilson may just be what he is right now. He's not the young guy that scrambles and makes plays anymore. They're trapping him, and he's not extending plays. He can't do it anymore, and he's become a very average quarterback, from what I could see. As I'm looking at games and I'm watching games that he quarterbacks in, he's not the same quarterback. And when I watched Watson last year, I don't know what the disconnect was, but he looked absolutely horrible. I mean, he went from being a really, really good quarterback to being really, really bad. I mean, I'm telling you, he had some absolutely horrible games last year. I don't. And maybe it was the coaching. I have no idea what it was. It could be scheme. It could have been the scheme. I don't disagree on any of those points at all. Uh, you know, but Russ Wilson's coach last year was well below average, and and what they were doing there on the offensive side was was really poor. So I I expect better from both of those guys, and and that just improves the quality of the AFC. You know, doesn't it just make you anxious for the start of football season? I'm, I'm so ready at this point, <laughs> so ready. And dynasty rookie football drafts have already started, so don't get me don't get me going. I'm ready to I'm ready to go. You're ready to go. All right, gentlemen. <laughs> On that gentlemen, note, who are you speaking to like that? I'm Daniel. What we're going to do is we are going to close the show. So thank you for joining me. Yes, sir. And thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll be back next week. And until then, fins up. Fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is proud to be part of the DolphinStock.com network. Check out their site. There's all kinds of articles and podcasts which you'll enjoy. Until next time, be well and take care. Network.